Black, stop playing with him. Another week upon us. Another weekend down the drain, in the books, wherever you want to put it. Um, Combat Sports was down to just ESPN top rank putting out some uh, some fights. I think Andy Ruiz was out there. I think he got knocked down or something like that. His pro fights ain't looking all that televised, ready. You know what I'm saying? People getting cell phone footage of stuff. Um, I'm here to talk about a few things and I'm out. And that is the first thing we'll talk about is top rank. Because, you know, we got Shakur Stevenson coming up here in a couple weeks. Really, next week. And. The talks of, if you looked at Saturday, the fights, you know, F.A. Jogba was the main eventer. Uh, we had uh, a couple guys that I talked about on my TikTok yesterday that, that looked good, had some good finishes. Um, it was a couple of challengers, or I guess it's just a couple of boxers that Top Rank had out there where I was just like, where did you get these people? Now, where do you get these guys? I mean, granted, I know PBC had uh, an event one time where I believe a boxer came out, the bell rang, and he walked out. Like, he walked out through the ropes and left. Like, didn't fight. The bell rang, he went through introductions and everything. The bell rang, he walked out the ring. So, other, I'm not just picking on top rank here, but I have noticed that Tom Brink has have had more than one occasion where their fighters have looked, you know, you can tell that you're putting somebody out there as food, is what I'm saying. A lot of times, you get that with lower promotional stuff. You know, back then with Friday Night Fights, you know, you get that. Lower promotional things is going on now. You got boxing people making the different events on different apps. And, you know, you know, uh, first come, first serve, you know, general mission, boxing events and stuff like that. There's boxing events all over the, all over the country, all over the world that uh, Al Heyman, people like Austin De La Hoya, Bob Arum, Eddie Hearn don't got no hands on. And those fights are usually are to build up some up and coming guys. You know, Devin Haney traveled to places that had those such fights. Kind of like how Kyrie Irving's dad took him around to play at Rucker Park and all these places like that. Devin Haney, Bill Haney's father, took Devin around and fought in the toughest gyms and toughest areas like Mexico and then fought at other tough places to get his son prepared for the journey that they're on. And now that they're pro and has his own promotional company, he's a champion. He's moving up a weight class. All these things that 
his dad, Bill Haney, did was all in the great, great and right preparation. So I just don't understand where is the shortage of getting good guys. Or maybe you don't want guys to mess up, you know, your money guys that you're hoping to make you some money. So we go get this trash can, this flabby guy that don't look like he's in shape, short arms, and don't look like he has any definition in his arms to show any type of, which I'm not saying you got to be super muscular. For the Gerald Baby Millers out there, um, there's other fighters out there that doesn't show that great definition. I'm not out there to talk about y'all. I'm not trying to insult, insinuate that I'm insulting the heavy set fighter. My thing is that I know when somebody's not a fighter. And Saturday night, there was a couple guys out there that did not look like they needed to be out there. On ESPN, you know, I think of Bishop Sycamore. I think of situations like that where you have people, you know, you got big events where people get uh, criticized heavily for having the wrong sign language guys out there. I have people, you know, go crazy. Well, why Why is this person on the sideline? He's not authorized and stuff like that. But you, time and time again, you see these events that be on primetime TV, and it's just like, well, how the hell did this fighter get on there? Like, how is this guy go through the whole ch- proper channels to get a pro fight on ESPN to get himself seen and look embarrassing at that? That's my biggest uh, take back from that, that I, that I look at and just like, man, that's terrible. So, Saturday night, when I looked at it, it was just like, you know, if A. Jogba got a victory, TKO victory, okay. You know, that's all well and good. And like I said, it was two other stoppers. I forgot, Martella, Martella, and uh, I forgot the other guy's name. I said it on my TikTok. Go back to my TikTok. I remember their names. Um, hopefully get to see their names even more, especially with the combination that Martella uh, landed. I forgot that little guy had on, had like uh, someone's trunks, he had his name on his trunks, but he, I mean, two big time uppercuts and, and got a uh, homeboy out of there. So, I mean, the boxing was definitely not at a premium, put it that way, over the weekend. It just was not. It was not. Uh, Andy Ruiz, like I said, the footage I seen of that fight and his knockdown, it looked real rocky. One-ish, like <laughs> in a moderate sense, you know. And it wasn't anyone fighting in a church or nothing. I'm just saying, just how it looked. It just he's trying to get himself up. Pro fights, pro fights can be anywhere, you know. I've I've seen pro fights um, going behind a hotel uh, in a parking lot, you know, with a big, with a ring and everything like that. Man, it was pretty cool. But it was you know pro fight, simple, no TV, no nothing crazy. You know, what I'm saying little cameras here and there, but oh, nothing crazy. And boxing is that, in the essence of boxing can be sanctioned as long as it's got a sanctioned body. Uh, sanctioned uh, com- athletic commission, excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of pretty much how the, that boxing went, man. That's how boxing went. Now, we're hearing things, you know, Shakur Stevenson was at the Raider game yesterday. Um, we got announced on the big screen at Allegiant Stadium, the Death Star, where people have been going crazy about that place out there in Vegas. He got honored, top rank, got it done. You know, Tom Brake did the same thing with uh, Terrence Crawford mm-hmm. being a Packers fan. You know, had him set up at the Packers. Like I said, it could do things a little bit better, build it up in time. They could have been doing this months ago and having him be a correspondent, being with the team or something like that. If they said no, I can understand it. But Bob Aaron got to think more so it's quit thinking of the week of the fight or a couple weeks of the fight. Build a brand for your fighter years ahead. 
And I think that'd be better. I think he puts that on the fighter so much to where the fighter gets lost in that and don't know, or maybe just don't think to try to go out there and make a profile for yourself. I mean, it's a possibility, and, and, and it's a real one. So, I mean, like, those things can really happen in in, in, in that in that, in that that elk. So, it happens. It, it literally happens. So, moving on to... The next bit of news that I got, which was um, the crazy to find out that I believe that the Tyson Fury and Usyk is, I'm, I don't know how true it is, but when you look at certain things and dates change, I saw December 30th, you know, so I don't know what has changed on that, on that, on that, on that whole fight tidbit, this, that or whatever. But September 30th is a Friday. September 3rd, I mean, it is Saturday. September 23rd was a Saturday. September 30th is a Friday. Seven days away from what the original date was. I saw that on the FanDuel betting lines. And I'm just saying that to myself. was like, well, I didn't see that get announced. I didn't see nothing. From what I last heard, Tyson Fury was still, you know, talking about his eyes, stuff like that. People smarting me off on TikToks and they're talking about, where people know about boxing, then they would understand that he's suspended because of his cutting his eye in a black eye. I'm like, man, that man had a shiner. He didn't really have a cut. He didn't have a cut over the eye. It wasn't nothing blind in the eye. It was a cut on the forehead. That does not get you suspended like how a cut on the eye will. Um, and the shiner on his eye ain't nothing to be suspended about. So to that person, you know, I don't know. I've seen December 30th as backup date. I don't know if that's the official date, but I know you can go out and bet on that fight now on FanDuel. December 30th is the date that it says. So you can go place your bet on Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk. That's what I seen on the betting lines was December 30th. Could it be wrong? Yes. Could it just be there just to, you know, be like, hey, well, we know the 23rd ain't happening. We're going to put the 30th right there. We'll see if we can get that popping. Possibly that is the reason. We would have to wait and find out and see on that. Honest to God. Um, I do think that Tyson Fury does want to fight Alexander Usyk. I do think that there's just a little bit of mind games being played. At first, I was thinking he was trying to get out of it, period. You know, get this fight with Nagano. I'm not saying to get knocked down on purpose or nothing like that, but to, 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 to you know, get this fight going. He didn't trade. He didn't take it serious. It just seems like he's just not really... Being the Tyson Fury that we want him to be, you know what I'm saying? We don't want him to be the one that that was fearful of him losing his life because he was depressed and stuff like that. But we just, we don't know if he's taking the, if the fight game serious, if it's getting burnt out and things of this nature. And we asked him to fight hungry competitors like Alexander Usyk, Francis Nagano. You know, he's already went to a three-fight battle with somebody who wanted to fucking kill him. And that was Deontay Wilder. Man, it missed no words over that. Um, he just went through that. You know, somebody that that pretty much had an easy fight, Klitschko and all these other guys, because I had somebody sit there and call Ness on um on bottom of the box, but I didn't have him call, but somebody called on there and it was saying pick ten good Tyson Fury fights and he really couldn't. He was being a smart ass and was just naming fights, knowing that you know box for years, you got the boxing voice. Like, come on, bro. Like you couldn't name nine good fights, ten good fights Tyson Fury's fight other than Wilder. He asked him he told him one of the rules was you can't name Wilder, and he did it anyway because he could not put 10 fights together without mentioning Wilder's name three of those fights. 
Just couldn't. Wilder was it. You had Klitschko, and you, that's it. That's it. That's it. You ain't fought Joshua. You ain't fought none of the top guys. I give you, the only fight that I really give you is Devin White. I mean, Devin, uh, Devin Dillian White. And that's, that's half credit. I'm not giving you Tesora. I give you Dillian White. That's it. Like, other than Klitschko. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then you got Wilder, the person that, you, that if you take his name away, Tyson Fury's resume ain't great. And it's not to take away from him because he beat Klitschko, but Klitschko was over the hill, but still in the game, still trying to box. He fought Joshua even, got knocked out. He knocked Joshua down. So, I mean, he was still done, though. It was one of the worst championship matches I've ever watched between Tyson Fury and uh, Vladimir Klitschko. It was one of the worst boxing matches ever. It make you go to sleep. It was the worst. Like, it's literally something you couldn't watch. You couldn't watch 12 rounds of that. It was the worst boxing match ever. It was worse than Lennox Lewis and Vander Holyfield's second fight. Or the first one. I think just when you get somebody over the hill old versus somebody that gives too much respect or very technical, being big guys at that. Now, welterweight guys, you know, lightweight guys, you might see a little things differently. But when you are two big mm -hmm. bohemian heavyweights and one of them is over the hill, like a, a Vander Holyfield or a Klitschko was at that time, fighting the young and up-and-coming challenger, Tyson Fury was, what, 26 years old, 27 years old. You have to understand that, man. Like, people don't understand that that was, like, 13-something years ago, 10 years ago. It wasn't just a minute ago. It seemed like it. And now, through all this time, he went through... Self, he went through self-destruction, you know, depression, wanted to kill himself and stuff like that, where he was not fighting. And then when he comes back into the mix of things, he gets catapulted up because he's the lineal. He takes two tune-up fights and fights people that are like glass cleaner and fucking pine saw. And then he fights Deontay Wilder. Draw, Wilder wins. I mean, Wilder loses, Wilder loses. Boom. Right after that, he fights Dillian White for the second time. Takes care of him. Done with him. Easy work. I mean, I mean, I, I, all I'm saying is that in between that, he fought a bunch of Peaky Blinders amongst his, you know, other fighters. And it's just like, come on, man, but just be for real. You know, that's not, that's not for real. That's not being for real. It's not being real to the sport. It's not being real at all whenever you know that, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Um, um, it's just, I, I, I look at that. It's just like, I, I'm a fan of Tyson Fury. I like his, his shtick, his, uh, his, his, uh, energy. I like his energy for the sport, the heavyweight division. I like that the champion that he, that he, you know, that he had, when he beat Wilder, he was, a, he was an entertaining champion, you know, did the sing and dance and all that stuff like that. Ended up getting a, um, a documentary show. He came to America. He got ingratiated to the great uh, Emmanuel Stewart gym, Cronk gym in Detroit. So, I mean, there's so many things you like about Tyson Fury, just except the resume. So then when you look at that, you're like, ah, man, he doesn't fight nobody. You know, Dante Wilder, Deontay Wilder's resume is better than Tyson Fury's, if you ask me. But he beat Wilder. So, I mean, you can't say that Wilder's better. You know, Joshua's not better than Fury. And he can't even beat Andrew Ruiz. And I, I just, the heavyweight division is that weird. 
Because Fresh Degado can come right into the heavyweight division and make headwaves because he knocked down Tyson Fury. And Tyson Fury got back up and won the boxing match, but people are going to have their opinions on that. Because anytime a casual sees something like a knockdown or something, or somebody not being who they used to be, because people thought Floyd lost to Mandana because it wasn't a typical Floyd uh, lesson. It was an actual fight. People thought that Floyd lost to, you know, Cotto or De La Hoya because it just wasn't that type of fight that we got to see Floyd just just do what he wanted to do. And 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 it's crazy whenever you have that with certain fighters, especially that on the catbird seat, and they want to see you lose. That's when it really happens because, I mean, look at look at look at the greats. You know, look at look at Barry Bonds. Look at uh, Roger Clemens. You look at uh, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. You know, LeBron. Think of Tom Brady. You know, think of Joe Montana. You think people love Joe Montana? You think people? Oh God, I'm tired of this Joe Montana shit. I'm so tired of him and Jerry Rice. You think people were sitting there like, man, I just get out. Forty nine er fans, but you don't think people were sitting there at a point was like, I'm just getting tired of them winning. I'm just tired of them winning. Them and the Cowboys, and then it was the Bulls and the Celtics and the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Like Michael Jordan. Oh my God, you can't even touch him. Where do you think I got that from? People said that. Oh, you changed the rules for Jordan. Oh, you can't touch Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Ha ha. Good luck trying to get a call on him. You know, whatever. It just. It's crazy that success makes faster envy. Success creates so much envy so much faster. And Tyson Fury is at a point to where you either got to still be the best or show that you're the best or show that you're still that showman and all that stuff like that or you put on a show like you did two weeks ago and the people are going to be like, yeah, he's the Gypsy King, all right. And then you're in a you know rock and hard place because if you're the Gypsy King, you're looking at challengers that one's the MMA fighter, the other one, the other people don't know. People knew Wilder. People know Joshua. That's why he wanted Joshua so bad. He wants to maximize. People don't understand that with his with his baggage, I mean he wants to maximize it until it's over. And then he can sit back and chill. People don't understand that it's the end game of boxing where Floyd was like, Y'all want me to fight Paul Williams. Y'all want me to fight Antonio Margarito. Y'all want me to fight all these guys that are coming in whenever I did. And I was getting told hell to the no by Shane De La Hoya and all these guys. But now I'm in the catbird seat and y'all want to say I'm ducking these guys. It don't make sense. It don't sound right. Because that's the hierarchy of boxing. That's just like Terrence can fight boots. He wouldn't be considered. He will hear it come out of my mouth to be like, "Oh yeah, Terrence is ducking boots." Terrence is at a point in his career where he can do upward things right now, man. You know, I'm not saying fighting boots would be a backward step. It's just if you fight boots, you're a welterweight for the rest of your career. You're going to be defending that belt till you retire. If you go fight Canelo, I wouldn't worry about boots. If you go fight Jamel, I wouldn't worry about boots. Their boots come with you, just like Andre had to do. Charlo, Jamal Charlo had to do to chase Canelo. Jamel had to go through weight classes. Because if you want that bag, that's what you're going to have to do. 
man. People don't understand that. Like, people don't understand that in boxing where people are like, and you hear one person say this, or hear someone on the side of the story, and it's like, oh, yeah, he ducking him. Like, just like, say, like, Shakur and Devin Haney thing. You know, when you look at it, when, when, when you really bottom line look at it, when you look at Devin Haney, you can you honestly say he's not trying to duck Shakur. He just didn't want to, he just didn't want to fight Shakur at that weight class because he saw what happened to Earl Spence, and he is the main one that wants to call bullshit him and To on what Tank did to Ryan Garcia. Even though Ryan Garcia ain't nowhere near the size of Devin Haney or To right now, I do think he was going uh, going upward that way because he's taller. But he was still bony, and he still could make 135. So, I mean, like, for the people that was like, oh, he did, he drained Ryan Garcia, no, no. Now, would he would have drained Devin Haney? I would agree. Would he would have drained T.O. Phil Lopez? I would agree. T.O. Phil Lopez last fight at 135. Do I still got it? He asked. He asked that. Um, Devin Haney's last fight at 135. Kind of got tired at the end. Lomachenko came on strong. Devin Haney showed grit and came hard in that 12th round to get the victory. Get what I'm saying here, man. This is boxing one-on-one that I'm teaching you of what people consider a duck and not a duck. Now, a duck, a duck, I hate to call this out for that person, but Keith Thurman was an actual duck to Errol Spence. Same division, same time of prime. Coming off a victory against Danny Garcia, you had a chance to fight Errol Spence. Next, you ran. That's a duck. That's a duck. Shane Mosley finally got in the same weight class, same type of same type of energy as Floyd Mayweather. There was no more undercard excuse, no more low balling excuse. Hey, let's make the fight. Shane Mosley took a minute. So he finally realized that how much money Floyd is making in his fights, I think I need to fight him now. So you mean to tell me you you could have fought him after he fought uh, Gotti? You could have fought him after he fought Sean Mitchell? You could have fought him after he fought De La Hoya? You could have fought him after he fought Baltimore? Did you fought him when you fought him? You fought him when he was hitting that. That that up addition money, when the addition button. When he was in that addition button, that's when you wanted to fight him, and that's when he told you to kiss my ass, and he finally kicked your ass. So he said no a couple of times, and then he finally said, "Okay, I fight you." And I seriously think he fought Shane Mosley on the pureness of him beating Antonio Margarito. I think he gave Shane Mosley a chance because of what he did to Antonio Margarito. Because what Antonio Margarito did to the sport of boxing was terrible. And the one funny thing is is that Shane Mosley was fighting Antonio Margarito at a time to where he didn't have to fight Antonio Margarito. Or I felt like, I put it this way, put it this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he had to. What am I talking about? He had to fight Antonio Margarito. It got to a point where he lost to Trinidad. He lost to Winky. And then it was like, what now? So it was take a little break, come back, 
And here we are with this fight with Margarito. And if I'm going straight off the dome here, his trainer found plaster of Paris, some shit going shady, fuckery going on with the hand wraps of Margarito. It gets called out. The fight still goes on. Pope got regular hand wraps. Margarito gets looked like a crackhead out there. Gets beat to death, damn dude. Then he's an afterthought because Margarito was on a high after beating Miguel Cotto. You feel what I'm saying? Then they gave him praise for hanging in there against Manny Pacquiao. You know, I hated that. I hated that. I hated the praise that Margarito kind of got for fighting Manny Pacquiao. He's like, this is a cheater, and y'all want to give him. He hung in there. He fight dug deep. What if he had plaster in his hands? You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Whatever. Boxing is so forgiving on certain things, man. It's funny. But, but get back to what I'm saying. Shane Mosley gets Margarito. Then he ingratiates himself back into fighting, uh, getting get the fight with Floyd Mayweather. So, that was a duck. He ducked Floyd. Floyd was like, well, okay, well, fuck you then. And that damn, you told me no whenever I was coming up hungry undercard. And then you, once I get up here, I finally get in the door. You tell me no. That's why Forrest, that's why Fernand Forrest beat you. That's how he probably feels about that. That's probably how he feels about that. Just saying. Trying to think of another duck. Oh, Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder. Are you kidding me? The 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 offers that they were sending Wilder, dis disrespectful offers. And Eddie Hearns was backing it up. And he and I and I don't care what nobody say. I guarantees he wishes he had that fight with Wilder and Joshua back then before Joshua lost to that fat ass motherfucker, uh, Ruiz. You cannot, you cannot tell me that he don't go to the bathroom or go to bed sometimes. Just have a moment to himself and just go. <laughs> He's so rich, it's probably for like five seconds. But he probably like, damn man. Can you imagine how big they would have been? Deontay Wilder unbeaten. Anthony Joshua unbeaten. Here Wilder holding it down. While you out there fighting to calm and all that shit. He's actually fighting good challengers other than Stavern. I ain't going to give Stavern. I can't give Stavern. I just can't. But other guys I felt was better than what Joshua was fighting. Until Ruiz came around. And it's funny that Wilder Ruiz has not gotten the ring yet. And they've been doing all this talk. Because it'd be interesting to see if Wilder could beat him. Because if he don't, then they definitely need to get Joshua Wilder up in there. Because it'd be the two guys that lost a while to, to Ruiz. And you got Joshua who don't re he don't really want Fury. He don't want Fury, man. He having a hard time with Usy. You know, he had to go in there and beat somebody that... Wilder knocked out already in Hellenia. So, heavyweight division is definitely a nuisance. And it's it's a mess. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, it's a mess. Um, hmm. What else can I say? What else can I say? What else can I say? Oh, I know another duck situation. Canelo, I hate to do it to him, but Canelo, he 
You can honestly say he duck, he's ducking David Benavidez in a sense. I mean, <laughs> he's could have fought him for the past, what, three or four years. And he has chosen to fight other people. He even chose to get beat by Bivol. He was even going to go up to cruiserweight to fight somebody. And got he would have got beat by nobody. All because he's chasing history. No, you're not wanting to fight the Mexican monster because you forgot that you said out loud that you're not fighting any more Mexican fighters. And hasn't done so since he said that. I mean, it's, it's the ultimate duck. The ducking cheat code of all ducking cheat codes. You announced that you're not longer fighting Mexican fighters after Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Because you couldn't fight Julio Cesar Chavez, his dad. And you looked at other Mexican fighters that you didn't want to fight because they felt like it's your brother or brethren or whatever the hell. I don't know what the fuck he was totally meaning. I just know he said it. And all I know is that he has not stepped in a ring with a Latina. You know, uh, I said a Latina. A Latin boxer. I said Latino. I'm tripping. I must be thinking about one. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sitting there just perplexed on that. The, the way it would be like, that is a unique type of ducking right there because he has the cachet to be like, all right, dude, payday, payday, get the fuck out of here. And everybody's going to laugh and then you can't really put no accountability to what he's really doing. So that's why I say, hey, to do it to Canelo because people wouldn't really agree with me, but I'm doing it. So kiss my ass. Canelo has been ducking David Benavidez. Plain and simple. David Benavidez has been alongside just doing whatever, you know what I'm saying, fighting whoever. Now he's fighting Demetrius Andrade, another fighter that can't get a fight with Canelo, which I'm not going to say Canelo has ducked him because I feel like Demetrius Andrade has gotten his own way on some things. So, you know, when you turn down fights, um, especially when you ain't on the A side, it's bad. Because then the A side going to be like, man, this motherfucker going to turn down the fight. We're going to leave him alone. So that's that's why, you know, so... He turned down a, a contract with Jamal Charlo when they both weren't, you know, top guys. I think he's turned down some other fights or just, you know, had some problems getting some fights done and signed with Eddie Hearn. And Eddie Hearn kind of put him down a path of, hell, I don't know. He ain't fighting no significant guys. He's got wins. He has no losses on his record. He's an undefeated fighter. So he's a great slick-style right-hand uh, Southpaw. So I look at, I look at these things. These 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 key key things is that is a duck when you show that you don't want to fight the guy. But is it is it is it's not a duck when business gets in the way? Because sometimes business things of that nature can get in the way. And I think Canelo would scream and loud, top to the business, be like, business, that's all business in the way of that. I don't know. I think you can kind of buy it and say, well, uh, Uzik and Fury. That's a little business. Could be. No, Fury's ducking. Not ducking out of fear, just ducking because he's like, I'm not making no money. You don't understand that Fury's thinking about how much money can he make. You know, Floyd fucked the game of boxing up, man. People don't believe me. He fucked the game of boxing up. 
and and it's not just because of the hundred million dollar thing. It's 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 just the fact that like when I step in the ring, I expect fifty mil, 20, 30 mil. I know I ain't gonna get the Floyd, but at least let me get. And then somebody said, "Well, this yeah, I only might get five with Usyk," and he like, "Nah, I'm good." Or you might get ten. You might get. You might not get your thirty. You might not get your forty. Like a. Cause I think Wilder made a good 25, maybe 15. Total, maybe around 50. With the three fights with Fury, maybe about 50 million. Damn near. Those are big time fights. So when you get a taste of that and be on the A side of things after, you know, you 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 get the taste of it, you're just like, no, I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not preparing for that. Like I would, I would barely prepare for Francis Ngannou to make more money than I would with Alexander Usyk. Get what I'm saying? He's not making no big time money with fighting Usyk, and that's why I used my last episode to say, build your profile up because you never know, might get called up for a big fight, and everybody's like, who the fuck is Usyk? Nobody had asked that question with Ryan Garcia. Nobody had asked that question with Oscar De La Hoya. Nobody had asked that question. With Canelo Alvarez. Nobody had to ask that question. You get what I'm saying? Nobody. You know, Earl Spence and even if somebody could have turned crow. That asked, who who are they? They heard I've heard their name before. They've kinda of heard they're real good. Yeah, heard they're real good. Yeah. They never heard of them. People have heard of Mike Tyson. People's heard of these names because mm-hmm. they got a profile to them. You know, back then was, you know, people heard the real deal Holyfield. Because he made that profile that. Yeah, he might have been all shucks, yeah. But all shucks, yeah, was sitting in front of that camera. Action, commercial, this, commercial, that, do this, that, do this, and that, do the other. Mm-hmm. We're doing it on and on and on and on. You don't get that out of the pro boxer these days. Now, you got a little competition. You got NBA, NFL, and stuff like that, a little bit more high polarizing. People going from YouTube content creators and stuff like that to push their marketing stuff, uh, products and stuff like that. But I think where the boxer shield is they quit going after it. You know, look at Canelo. He goes after it. He's got publishing. He's got agencies that go after it. Put you in the uh, Celebrity PGA Tour. Put you in the... Uh, in the, in the upwards up there, the beer companies get you a tequila out there, get you in there because then somebody go, well, who's tequilas? Is this Canelo's? Or who's he's? Is that Canelo sponsors that? Oh, he played golf with Canelo. Who? Canelo. Now your name's a household name. Now Canelo is known. People know Canelo. That's why when I, I was asked a question on Twitter, somebody asked a question and said, "Who's the best nickname in boxing right now?" It's either, it's got two names. You got Tank, Canelo, Dark Horse, Gypsy King. Those are three biggest names in boxing. Not Terrence Crawford, not Bud, not Earl the Truth Spence, not Devin the Dream Haney, not Shakur the Problem Stevenson, not Shakur Newark, not, not, uh, not even not even a, a Mexican monster. Not a boo-boo Andre. Lions only? What? That gets laughed at. Tank, Gypsy King, Dark Horse. Really the main one is Canelo. Those are the three main nicknames. 
Gypsy King, Dark Horse, Tank, second place, Canelo. Because when you hear Tank, people like Tank Davis, when you hear Canelo, that's cinnamon in fucking Spanish. That's cinnamon. That's what cin. That's how you say cinnamon. When you hear Canelo, people think that's one person they got in mind, not a freaking uh, bottle of cinnamon. People are Gypsy King. That's the first thing they're talking about. They're not talking about Peaky Blinders. They're talking about Tyson Fury, John Fury, Tommy Fury, the family, Paris. Now there's a reality show. You're a Gypsy King. You're the whole lot now. Those are the three best nicknames of boxing today. Today. Lomachenko, the Matrix. It was making it. You know, it was no no Moschenko making it. It was doing good. He was creating a profile over here. He's got to win the fights. He started losing. He lost to Tiafimo. He lost to Devin Haney. Yo, he lost to Orlando Salido, you know? So, I mean, like, as that goes on, if you were to still undefeated, if Lomachenko be undefeated today, the world, America, would love Lomachenko. Lomachenko would be over here right now, chilling, killing it. He had that vibe about him. Anthony Joshua, same way. Came here, loved to Miami. He went to NBA games. He was chilling everything. He was undefeated today. Profile through the roof. His profile still is, though. People still know Anthony Joshua. That's my whole point. People know Lomachenko. People don't know Earl Spence like that. People don't know Terrence Crawford like that. People don't know David Morrell. People don't know who Boo Boo Andrade is. People don't know who, who, uh, uh, um, uh, how good a let's say for example, people don't know how good a Tim Tzu is. But they, they, I mean, like he's trying. But people don't know how good Tim Tzu is. It's like like Jared Anderson, who's trying to build up a profile. He's got the big baby thing. He's he's got great highlights. Um, he just got to step it up, build your profile. This, this hand injury is a setback. Hope he's doing things on social media. Get some content out there. Talk about some things. Get the people engaged, man. You know, talk about LeBron. Talk about the Lakers or something. People will cut, would listen to you if they know, hey, it's a pro boxer right here talking about the Raiders versus the, 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 uh, Antonio Pierce and Josh McDaniel. That, that's a start. You know, people don't understand how much that helps build a profile to where they see another professional athlete caring about this stuff or this something right here. If Jared Anderson did a 10-minute video talking about Keith Lee for crying out loud, people don't understand that people use that name just to get clicks. You got seeing it. Keith Lee's been doing what he's been doing for a good bit of time, and nobody cared except the people that were winning off of the clicks of his name, and then once CNN and all these big time things heard about what was going on down in Atlanta restaurants, they felt it's touched our brow. Let's get our clicks and stuff in order, and let's talk about Keith Lee, Shannon Sharpen, Chad Ochocinco. Those are two former football players talking about a foodie on a sports platform show talking about Keith Lee. You want to talk about building your profile? I think that little argument has been all over the place. Twitter, 
It's been on Facebook. It's been on YouTube. It's been on IG. Look at Shannon Sharp's chat. Oh, just think or argue about Keith Lee. Am I stupid? No. I'm talking some smart shit right now y'all should be listening to. These boxers need to create more of a profile, and then your nicknames will mean something. You might have a cool nickname, but it's got to mean something. Just saying. You can have a cool-ass nickname. Don't mean a damn thing if people don't know it. Not enough, pe- not, en- not enough people know Jerry Big Baby Anderson. Not enough people know Shakur Newark Stevenson. Or, you know, it just, people don't know until they know. People know Francis the Nightmare in, the God- in Ghana. People know it. They know it. It's etched now. And it was before. Because he created the profile. You, you, you don't understand that. <sighs> Man. Like, like, let's say, for example, like, Floyd Mayweather got on Dance with the Stars. He was still having pro boxing fights. He was at WrestleMania. He was still having pro boxing fights. Showing up at ridiculousness. Having pro boxing fights still. Ridiculousness was a big time show. Floyd pulled up with his woman, well, former woman, Miss Jackson. Even Nelly couldn't keep that one under control. Nelly had to go back to Ashanti after that one. Crazy craziness. But uh, give him a point. Give him a point. Floyd got cool with 50. Stayed relevant. 50 used him for relevancy. Because he got into the boxing game. Didn't do good at it, but hey, it is what it is. His roll with Southpaw kind of showed. <laughs> I'm just, ooh, I'm on a roll. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, I'm going I'm to I'm say this too. It doesn't hurt to, it does not hurt for these boxers to quit being so stubborn just to even reach out to be like, hey, man, help. Reach out to me. Reach out to Sauce Talk, a a slow-starting podcast with a great voice and knowledge of the sport that's got talent of doing this could reach out and give a person that may have somewhat little base next to none or big base do an interview with them people. People do. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll up on this person. I'm gonna pay their groceries, or I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna um, do this. Like, why don't you, why don't you hit up a, 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 I mean, like, I'm on Spotify. I'm on iTunes. I'm pretty sure every local, uh, or like, you can look at boxing. Type in boxing podcast or something like that. Instead of running to the boxing voice and all the top ones and stuff like that. Go to the go to the ones that 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 put in the same type of hard work or or put in the time to get their voice out there. Hit hit them up, hit my line. Say hey, like I'm 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 not sitting there pandering. I'm not panhandling. I'm not panhandling uh, for an interview or nothing like that. I'm just saying it would do wonders that if somebody can sit there and say, man, you know what, man, that's crazy that I got hit on my inbox. 
that said David Morrell wanted to do an interview with me, man. He listened to my podcast, never heard of it, but he listened to an episode, and he wanted to sit down and do an interview. I, I mean, you just imagine the hard work or the, the type of care that that person would take in doing that, and you never know. Both both could build that profile. One could build a profile in um, having that type of name be attached to it, um, being a local, then that, then that fighter, um, being having the good deed of doing such a thing, going unnoticed if you wanted to be unnoticed. If not, to 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 sit there and say, well, I keep that on the download if I hit you on a DM or something like that, as far as uh, wanting to boost your your show. But I look at that the word that doesn't happen. I don't I don't see it often. I don't see it a whole lot. I see. Uh, how many followers you got and stuff like that, which it matters. I ain't sitting there saying that having a following matters or not. All I'm saying is that if people like to be so caring in that clickbaity type way, that's you know what I'm saying. Like I've seen some people do some things just for clicks that might have been heartfelt, that where people might tug at to think, like, man, was that genuine or not? I always lean towards the genuinity that you just can't help if people might catch it on camera or you might think this is a good thing to catch on camera. Some people have to understand that, that it's okay to, 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 to catch good deeds on camera. It's, a, it's, a, it's A-okay. So I'm just saying that to I've seen I've seen athletes, I've seen people build their profiles being that generous. I've seen people get that nod, that get that pat on the back or that nod of saying, like, man, it's crazy that Terrence Crawford, a person came from Omaha, Nebraska, you know what I'm saying, like, contacted this small town, this small time podcast, and, you know, was like, man, let me do an interview. You do a good boxing podcast, I'm going to do an interview with you, and do that, and post it, and then talk about them, uh, uh, then talk about, I mean, then that boxer, uh, female or male, posts it, promotes it. How do you think people like Bobby, people, they say like industry plant, like Bobby or Funny Marco gets on. Like they, they go out there, they put in the work, and then somebody acknowledges it, and then, they, and, then they, and then they rock with it. But it's got to be good. I ain't sitting there saying, you know, call the first shitty podcast you're and be like, hey, man, look, I, I want to I do an interview. You probably will never get hurt because you probably wouldn't want to promote it. I'm just saying, it could be the little things, man. Go, you know, like you can give out turkeys, you know, Thanksgiving coming up, you know what I'm saying? Help out the Salvation Army, uh, things of that nature. But I think in today's time, helping out the little guy definitely does go a long way of building your profile. And I'm not sitting here just in, uh, uh, trying to panhandle an interview or nothing like that. I just look at it. Anybody, not just me, but anybody that, that, that takes the love of a sport that is out there doing, just like with wrestling. Like people out here doing these wrestling podcasts and boxing, baseball, football, um, golf, whatever. Uh, even if it's TV shows, movies, or whatever. Some have made it, some ain't. Some are sitting there in their, you know, in their room or a little bit of equipment, a lot of equipment, whatever, just hoping to get heard from the right channel of people. And I'm just saying, man, that'd be crazy if. If a boxer that is searching to 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 of that one good deed to boost their their profile just a little bit because what I opened up with with this whole idea is that 
it's awful funny how CNN, Fox, um, these other big time news crews and stuff like that latch on to stuff that other people already going crazy about. You know what I'm saying? Like it was weird. Like Keith Lee has been doing nothing local. He's doing been doing nothing but local. He ain't going no Olive Garden or no nothing like that. Where his ass would have been on TV and shit. He's been doing local stuff. So he's been on the t like he has been noticed. It's not saying that he has not been noticed. He has been noticed. But it's crazy that after the drama that went on in Atlanta restaurant food business, when people got talking about this and that and the other. That's when CNN and all these places started waking in. Like, like, what, what, what is that? What is this? What is it? Keith Lee, Keith Lee, and everybody's talking about it. Let's just say if uh, Tank Davis is from Baltimore and and somebody like, man, such a cuss got this me boxing podcast, man. You gotta listen to it, man. Coming out of Baltimore and he listens to him, but I never heard of that, man. Hey, get in contact with him, man. I want to do an interview with him. That's all I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I wish it happened to me. I wish that they can happen to me. I wish I look at my inbox and I see, you know, Demetrius Boo Boo Andre sitting there hitting me up and say, hey, man, like, I like your podcast. I'm going to do an interview with you, man. I'm going to promote it. I'm going to push it out there. I'm going to try to see, you know what I'm saying, and and, and whatever, and see if how how people look at that and see, look at the person that he is and not somebody, you know, you know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying. I'm rambling on that. It's almost time for me to go. Not really much more to talk about other than I'm going to end it out by saying that the entertainment of the weekend that got my victory was um, Crown Jewel, Saudi Arabia, same place that Tyson Fury and uh, Francis Ngannou got it on. Uh, Radia, that's how I say it. Um, good show. Uh, I'm gonna point out that LA Knight, LA Knight held his own. LA Knight did his thing. Crowd loved it. Of course, but he didn't flop. He didn't botch. Had a good match with Roman Reigns. Um, excuse me, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, man, she is something else. She's special, 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 special. God, Neil Scott too. Neil Scott love her to death. Logan Paul's the best thing. In the ring, I think, right now, his youth, the love, the energy for it, like he said, I think his love for the sport is putting in hours versus months and years of progression. The love and attentiveness of it is giving him six weeks of, of hours that he's putting in those six weeks is getting so much more of a turnout than somebody putting hours into a whole year. He can put in three months and feel like a hyperbolic time taper is like he's been training for a year. It's basically what I'm saying. Because the things that Logan Paul can do in a, in, a, in a wrestling situation, he saved Ray Mysterio's life or neck being badly broken. It would, probably would have killed him. And he caught him. The spots in that match where Ray Mysterio definitely, definitely time was limited. Definitely still can show that he can still go out there and do it the way he can to make the entertaining um, result. Logan Paul, though, man. For somebody that does this, dabbles in this, that, and this, and that, this, and this, and this, and that, and people are like, oh, man, this is a money grab, whatever. 
please acknowledge the true skill that he has in this business. I think I can just leave it at that by saying that Seth Rollins, people like, uh, I mean, Damian Priest, Cody Rhodes, um, Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, Jey Uso, people like that, that's been going for years, years, and did some amazing things on Saturday. Jey Uso coming out of nowhere, um, you know, Cody Rose, uh, Cody Cutter from the top, top rope. Um, Drew McIntyre's athletic ability. Seth Rollins' ability to put on a show and tell a story during his match. I mean, Logan Paul is like done less time than all of them. <laughs> and, and if you ask me who had the best, <laughs> like who... It made it a moonsault, carry, uh, 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 fireman carry slam. Moonsault. Top rope. Now, granted, it was Rey Mysterio. Now, I ain't sitting there saying he did that to Drew McIntyre or nothing, but that was amazing. That was amazing. So, MVPs definitely goes to, I would say, I give my four MVPs out. It's like the Mount Rushmore of the night. And I have to give it to Roman Reigns, LA Knight, because Roman Reigns to come back from the furlough. You know, to to, to 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 dominate the acknowledgement. Because that's what it really is. It's acknowledging the tribal chief, but it's also just acknowledging how popular one can be, booing or not booing. Because when he came back, it was like, yep, yep. So when you look at the match for Crown Jewel, great, great way to be the heel champion and to win the way he won. Great spirit at the end. So him, Ellie Knight are my two main events, uh, main MVPs. Seth Rollins, he's got to fit in there because, like I said, the way he tells the story of his back and everything, the match and how everything went. And then number four, I got to give it to Logan Paul. Logan Paul, man. Logan Paul. Jesus, man. That, that guy, he's amazing in that ring. And... Um, and that's my episode, and I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a few days before I come back. Um, we gonna have some fights in the middle of the week that I'm interested in seeing here in the future. We got some fights in the middle of the week. We got a Tuesday fight coming, some Thursday fights. So we're gonna be talking about it. Other than that, we got Shakur Stevenson, Edwin De La Santos is a significant next fight that we're gonna be talking about on Sauce Talk, and then the following we got the big November 25th card with David Benavidez, Andre Jose Benavidez versus Jamal Trollo. So we're going to be talking some boxing real heavy here this month and month or two, you know, going into December, of course, we got our shows. Um, December 16th, I'm hearing that Floyd, Al Heyman, PBC, Showtime, putting on one last show. I don't think Floyd's having an exhibition fight, but I do know that Keith Thurman is fighting for a title at the Worthwaite Division. And if I'm not mistaken, Iris Larry, Iris Landy Lara is supposed to be fighting Danny Garcia, which a fight that was postponed a few weeks ago. So, here we have that. Now that we have all that talked about, you all have a good day, a good week, and all that good stuff.